Welcome to an African Millennial Podcast, where we come to learn, grow, and be inspired. And I'm your host, Vanessa Kimoro. Thank you for joining in and coming together to have real and authentic conversations on life, love, work, and everything in between. Let's get into it. So today, my friend Christine Amira of the Women Today Show is hosting me. She's doing the interviewing as we talk about imposter syndrome. So today is the reverse. Here we go. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Thank you. For Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining <laughs> in. Yeah, uh, this is Women Today uh, Show. And here we have candid conversations about everyday life. And today we are hosting Miss, she's a Miss, Vanessa Kimoro. Yes. Uh, praying soon to be Mrs. But yeah, so she's a <laughs> Miss Vanessa Kimoro. The lovely, the lovely, lovely, delightful lady. Uh, I find you very uh, brilliant, beautiful, brilliant, wise. Very good in how you speak. I like how you bring out your... Mm -hmm points you're just a good narrator orator you know like you speak well and you're so composed and i like yeah she's single ivy yeah <laughs> yeah so oh hi, and hi, guys <laughs> exactly so um, I, <laughs> and 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 for that after this i just want you to introduce yourself but what i can say is uh, I'm sure this conversation will be worthwhile. It will be very worthwhile. Uh, she's an African leader and she coaches people, you know, a business and leadership consultant with Uwezo Consultancy and the curator for the Africa Millennial Podcast. And uh, I don't know, Vanessa, maybe you can say something about yourself and uh, why Uwezo, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Christine, for having me here today. And thank you for thinking of me. Um, we thank God uh, we are streaming today um, and that it's working. Uh, it has been a journey to get here. Um, and I admire you for your work in starting Women Today, Women Today show. I mean, it's, it's growing and I can see the impact you're creating. So that's amazing. Uh, so as Christine said, my name is Vanessa Kimoro. And uh, first I'll say I'm a child of God. Um, and then I am a daughter, a sister, a friend, <laughs> and um, but in on, on top of that, away from titles, uh, I'm someone who loves to do meaningful work, um, who's passionate about elevating others uh, to be the best version of themselves, um. And just living an intentional life, right? Uh, so this, I started this journey about four years ago uh, when I quit corporate. And I have my consultancy, Uweza Consulting, which is a leadership and business uh, consultancy. And leadership is something I have been passionate about actually for a long time. So way back when, when I had a day job and even when I was in campus, I would be part of mentorship programs um, and I would help uh, young girls. So I didn't realize it was a passion point of mine. So I just used to do it for free. You know, I didn't care. I was just like, as long as I can be able to make the impact, I was happy to. 
um, and even as I went into work. But when I started working, it, I got uh, life got a bit busy. So then I took a pause on it, but I always wanted to go back. And um, mm-hmm. and when I went and did my masters, I I I went and decided, you know what? Okay, I'm doing this MBA, but I'm going to just let let how it flows guide me. Do something I'm interested in, and I ended up focusing on leadership. And uh, yeah, and that's where we are now. So. That's how I've grown, and mm-hmm. um, my strength is also business consulting. So yeah. what I do is I help uh, businesses create products that are relevant to millennial and Generation Z, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and for my leadership consulting, so I'm targeted towards yeah. millennials and Gen Z. Mm-hmm. I think it needs to be a millennial to actually explain what is going on because. They, it's like sometimes you feel like people don't understand and they're always categorizing us. Um, and sometimes you need a voice on the table that says, okay, this is why we're thinking like this. This is how we operate. This is what works for us. Um, and also talk to the millennials. This is where you need to compromise. This is where you need to grow. Um, yeah, so that is what I do. Um but apart from that, I'm just someone living my life. <laughs> I like that. Living yeah. your life. <laughs> you live it as it comes. So yes. today's topic, um, it's about uh, imposter syndrome. And you've spoken a bit about your journey and then also a bit about, you know, the successes that you've had. Uh, starting a consultancy, a podcast, it takes a lot of courage and lot lots of things, internal, external. And it's really, you get out of your comfort zone and there's a lot you do. You bring yourself out. You go deeper in the water. So congratulations for that. And so I know today's discussion will be so interesting. So I know, let me just introduce imposter syndrome, simply just how I know it and how I describe it first. And then we'll get to it, yeah? So, you know, imposter syndrome is basically the belief that you're not as good as how you present yourself to be. And people will find out that you actually, you know, you feel like people will find out that you're not um, uh, the best, that you, you know, you present yourself to be all these good things and then, maybe you're not. And I know that maybe you might have experienced that starting, you know, ways of consulting and you're wondering how people see it and how will people view it? What was the journey for you, by the way? Tell us about that. Actually, um, for me, it was quite clear from, I think, being a teenager, I knew I always wanted to own my own business. I I just kind of fell into it. you know, I thought I'd be some trader somewhere doing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> what you perceive a business to be. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but then I realized in business, you also need to find something you're interested in. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember when I started the journey, I did do some business. You know how everyone is doing this uh, delivery of fruits at home, mm-hmm. order on... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's now trending. So I, I think that... Mm-hmm. I did that not for very long, um, mm-hmm. but I did that for maybe six months. And mm-hmm. I used to go to the market at 4 a.m. Go uh, get uh, fruits on wholesale. Mm-hmm. And by the time I come home, distribute them, then get 
my delivery guy and you know so my day would be done by 12 right mm. okay yeah but it was something i didn't enjoy um and the returns were good but then i used to go there and i'd meet the some of the owners of like these big groceries in nairobi and i'd see them at 6 a.m. and i asked mm-hmm. myself is this something that i want to do <laughs> for another <laughs> years and it was very good i had a lot of lessons from it um and i surprised myself in fact when i was doing it a lot of people around me were thought i was crazy uh, you know how people perceive you a certain way then they see you going to the market at 4 a.m. wearing gumboots and they're like this yeah. is doing <laughs> Okay. Doing what? Yeah, doing uh, gambling. I was like, yeah, I just took it in stride. I was like, it's an experience. Let me just try it. And that's mm-hmm. what life is about really. It's about trying things all the time. Mm-hmm. It's about going out there, doing, you know, whatever it is and and just learning along the way. Um I think we need to embrace more of learning that everything you won't know everything. at the first go right at the first go exactly yeah just take it in stride and take the lessons that you learn from there i sat down one day and i had a a conversation with god and i'm like okay so what are the what what are, i i i chose this journey and i know i'm in the right path but what is it that i need to do mm-hmm. and so four things came up and one was the mm-hmm. podcast the second mm-hmm. thing was um my training and teaching mm-hmm. and the fourth thing was events so like the webinars i do on a monthly basis um about helping people how to identify their gift and their purpose right okay and when i got that revelation i thought it was crazy mm-hmm. i was like okay. podcast who me i don't need to tell anyone my business <laughs> Yeah. So and and I'm like I have to think of topics and things like that. Um and my podcast episode was literally with my phone and a friend. Mhm. A good friend of mine and we had it and I released it and that was the step. And we are here 27 episodes later. <laughs> Mm-hmm. that's nice and congratulations <laughs> congratulations yeah so did you um, doubt yourself did you doubt yourself at the beginning because that's what imposter syndrome does you see it would limit you you know because at first you start doubting yourself and the more you continue creating these episodes you could you keep doubting so did you have that did you deal with yeah. it and how did you deal with it yeah Yeah there was a slight bit of it because um on social media I'm not I'm I was generally more of a private person like I think mm-hmm. I, I was a private account I didn't even have like too many followers like it was just for I guess my circle and whoever <laughs> you know so yeah. it meant me sharing things about me that were personal and that you know once you put things out there you don't know how it will be taken what it will be used mm-hmm. for but then now when i look back public yeah. speaking has always been, been something that i've done <clears throat> i just didn't think about it as uh as something like i career. could do yeah. yeah as a career 
I, you know, people would call me like if their parties to MC. Um, in high school, I was in the public speaking club. You know, it just, but it never, you know, even through the mentorship programs I was in, I loved being in front and sharing and engaging with the audience and the crowd. Um, but it was always about, you know, discussing other things, never in reference to my private life. But then when you get on the podcast and I have to talk about heartbreak and I have to talk about working hard and I have to talk about failing and I have to talk about some really authentic things. Um, my journey with uh, my spiritual journey with God, um, my healing journey as well. And that was one of those, that was one of those things I was like, I'm not sure. You're not sure. Uh, am I enough? Like, am I even cool enough? You know, because yeah. online people who are very trendy and cool and their dressing is always on point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a, a, a bit of it, um, but I, it, I was like fish in water, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the podcast for me is something I, I enjoy it has come with its challenges um but it's something that is not too hard for me to construct um and that's what i always tell people go where you're strong right Mm -hmm. and then get better at it right um and and that's how I, i have decided to lead my life going forward in terms of even what i choose to do as a career what i choose to do as um as extracurricular, right? Um, yeah. So, okay. so you see, you're in the creative space and also as an entrepreneur, and you've been, you know, you've you've experienced this and but managed to maneuver around it. But then most people actually um, don't know that actually imposter syndrome affects them even in the workspace. You know, like in terms of. Uh, you might not be, you might be in the corporate world or NGO or whatever thing you're doing. It's not really about uh, starting your own business or being uh, creative. And it presents itself in different ways. Maybe we should talk about that also. For people who are watching this and they're like, nah, I don't think I've ever gone through imposter syndrome because I haven't really started my business. But then there are ways that, you know, imposter syndrome, uh, you know, it presents itself differently. So, for example, I was reading online and, you know, sometimes it can be as simple as you're given a compliment, you know, like, oh, hi, I like your dress, you know. And the chick would be like, ah, ah, this one I got it at Mtumba for like, you know, 20 bob. Like, no, You're trying to downplay it. You downplay it. You rebuff the conversation. Like, no, I, you bounce it back and you're like, it's not me. Yet, you took so much time, you know, you dressed yourself well. And, and, and um, you know, you made yourself look that nice. But when your comment comes in, you're so shy. You don't want to take it and say, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, thank you very much and move on. No. Then there's the scenarios where, you know, um, you're so, you, you, you're given feedback at work, you know, and instead of thinking about it as somebody really trying to challenge your idea and maybe grow it, you're so afraid of that the feedback might come in and it's, oh, it's all about you. Maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe they think that I'm not smart enough, you know, things like that. 
So I don't know if you have any other examples that you've seen around that you know are not just for creatives and 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 things like that. Uh, no, Anjeri, that doesn't make you humble. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> by by saying, "Oh my God, so it's just no," you need to just have a um, uh, a way of acknowledging it and hum- humbly saying thank you. You know, thank you. But you 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 take it upon yourself. I- it's not humble to rebuff a statement. And I also see when Jerry also had something to say in regards to business, you know, uh, we should actually, I mentioned this yesterday, uh, stop talking about um, Micah small business, Micah me. It's just like a thing, you know, it's just you, 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 you downplay it and make it look like it's so small a thing, yet you work so hard, you know, you work so hard to make sure that this thing has grown it's been months you know once you created it it's maybe a small business but a year or two and you're seeing progress and your customer base is growing it's not um you know it's not about uh it's not it's not it's not trying to be bra- it's not bragging though it's okay sometimes to be braggy that you know, bragging can help you a bit you know there's a moderation to it but it's good to actually say my business you know it's a business yeah you're the ceo of a small business i hear you ivy and as well as we you have a very interesting name we 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 the doubting positive feedback at work yes you're doubting and you're like yeah you know what, I, I, I feel like um, I am not, uh, you know, the one who did it, maybe it is my colleagues, it's the double effort that we got together, you know, things like that. Vanessa, maybe you can speak more about some of the ways imposter syndrome has presented itself and you've been noting them among young people, the young people that you're dealing with, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. I can remember when I was in corporate and you'd find that guys don't doubt themselves, huh? by the way. Like, even if what they're saying, the idea might not be that great. <laughs> but they just go for it. We, as women, take too much time to overthink. Am I right? Is it making sense? Uh, that person looked at me this way. This person has issues with me. There's so many emotions sometimes going in our minds before we actually step step out and do something about it. And I can remember having a bit of imposter syndrome because of, uh, let's say, the organization I joined. So I used to work at Safaricom. And you can imagine uh, the magnitude it comes with. And um, we were part of a program. And in that program, we were put there to be able to also change the culture within the organization and uh, it was fantastic it was great it challenged us but sometimes when you're put out there in the spotlight and you're wondering oh my gosh uh, I'm meant to say something I'm meant to create change I'm yeah. meant to uh, did they overrate me like I, I know yeah. I, I know the, the interview process was quite lengthy. I went through six interviews uh, to actually get in. And um, and I remember I was like, okay, you know, my mantra at that time was fake it till you make it, you know, just put it on. You know, even if yeah. you're scared, just like go with it, you know. Um, and, you know, if you're asked hard questions, just use big words that will confuse people. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I, I always And you know, there are websites, actually, there are websites that I realize are there 
to help people come up with big words. I can't say some <laughs> of the websites here because I, 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 yeah. I discourage some of those words so that it's just yes. some big jargon that people will just respect yes. you and talk like, yeah, yeah, you know, now they're the expert. Yet you're speaking lots of nothing, actually. But you're yes. trying to, to have a way that people, you know, look at you. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. so I remember when I got in and um, uh, in the marketing team, and it's it's quite competitive and they're really talented people they are really smart really experienced and then you're given like a whole um uh what do you call it activation to go with some things you've never done and you know you just like go with what you have and i remember i just used to do stuff and i'm like it's working and i never used to, i used to think like okay, maybe it's making sense as long as I meet my numbers. Until one day, another lady colleague actually told me, you're good at what you do. That's the first time I was like, I was like, I really? like that it was a lady who told you that, you know? Yeah, uh, I was like, because you know, you don't think you're being seen. You just, half the time you're like, okay. And, and there's once I made a, a, a mistake that involved, you know, someone who's quite public and I had to go to that person and apologize and you know it was a marketing thing and i cringed because you know half the time you're thinking oh my gosh the whole office thinks i'm not capable i'm not this just that one mistake i was so hard on myself and i was nervous and i was like okay maybe I'm, i can't be able to do this um but the thing is now when i look back it was just a mistake it was a learning curve mm-hmm. right yeah. and what made me overcome that was just trying again like mm-hmm. just accepting I'm human and to try again. And I think I've done an um, an episode on how to build your confidence. And in that episode, I said, one thing about building your confidence is trying. Like even when you're not ready, even when you don't know or have everything together, mm-hmm. just even one step. And then from that step, you will learn. And then you keep repeating it right? Yeah. The, yeah. The, what matters is that you're trying and even as you're trying, you're learning from that experience. You're not just, yeah. you're not just, uh, what do you call it? Just sitting and overthinking and calculating, you know, you're actually yeah. trying to make it work. Yeah. And you know, yeah. something interesting I saw, um, uh, well, from the things you've mentioned, uh, is the idea of, you know, the way you can make a presentation at work, for example, uh, even if not just about corporate world, but in business. And then you've, you've talked about things and then there's just one error, yani, a typo, <laughs> a typo in your presentation. And you forget about all the important things you mentioned and you just focus on that one error and you just, you beat yourself so hard about, sometimes we're so hard on ourselves. And I feel like that's one way, you know, uh, because... Um, women are affected by this perfectionism. You know, it's 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 also can be used interchangeably with um, imposter syndrome. You know, and uh, we we beat ourselves so hard when we've made mistakes. And I like that you know you turned it around and focused on the positive. That you know what this is just a learning curve, and you addressed it. You know, even that you are, you said you know what I resign. I'm out. They actually now have realized I am a fake. I'm out of this place. <laughs> you went and addressed it, and there with it uh, from the root even to the person that you know you were working with 
And there's something again you've mentioned about women doubting themselves and never been so confident, even at work sometimes. I, I was listening to a conversation and somebody mentioned that the chances of a, a woman applying for a job that they are 50% qualified for is low. But a man might look at that same, um, you know, a J JD and they're like, oh, I can do 30% of these yeah. tasks and they'll apply. You know, like That's the so women who doubt themselves, yet they can do 50% of the things said. You know, that's like half of it. The rest of it you can learn along the way. And maybe sometimes this is how you go present yourself in an interview. But yeah. many ladies and we ladies, not many, I myself included, um, you know, have experienced imposter syndrome and doubting ourselves. Which brings me to the next point. You've had interactions with people uh, because you've traveled. You mentioned having traveled and working with people outside. Do you feel like working... Um, with foreigners or maybe in a foreign environment also increases the chances of feeling um, inadequate in any way, you know? Has that happened to you or do you know anyone in that scenario? What would you say about that? Um, actually, going, going, going away, I was quite confident in my competence because of the training I'd gone through of where I'd worked, right? Mm -hmm. There were a lot of lessons from that. Um, but the only challenge came is, um, I was in a predominantly white area mm -hmm. and, or, you know, and, um, sometimes your opinion would be taken as if someone else, um, who wasn't like you said the same thing yeah, and struggled with that. I really struggled mm -hmm. with that. Uh, the first time it happened, I was like, uh, is it that they didn't hear my point? You know, and <laughs> you, know, you, yeah. even give the answer, you know, the lecturer is going to say, or, you know, mm -hmm. and it would be ignored. Then the second mm -hmm. time, then the third time I was like, I'm not crazy. You know, <laughs> this is something <laughs> that right. And one guy yeah. in the group uh, even asked and he was like didn't Vanessa just say that or you know I think that's yeah. the first time in a long time I was like mm -hmm. is it that people don't think I'm as competent because mm -hmm. I'm young or mm -hmm. things like that um, yeah. but I tried and I just kept going and wherever I could fit in and have my voice heard I would you know and where it's not I just know how to stick to my lane mm -hmm. and move on. But I don't think it made me doubt myself in a way. I think also work experience is very good in that way because it builds your skills that way in terms of interacting with people and the people you meet. I remember my first uh, job out of campus. Uh, it was mm -hmm. in public relations. And my colleagues were really nice. Actually, one of my uh, good friends, is a colleague from there and, and someone who I keep in contact with. But this one woman was so hard on me. Drama. Huh? What side of the bed has she? Like, just, you know, and things to try and make me uncomfortable or doubt myself or my capabilities. And I remember um, the first time I managed to get um, my clients 
uh, story front page on one of the mm-hmm. newspapers. And all I did was have a good relationship with the journalist. I no funny business. Funny. And you know the office guys were like excited, you know, because this front page is like a big deal. Yeah. And this thing was like, yeah, she got it just because, you know, uh-huh. you know, like she was really trying to downplay it. And I was giving her mad side eye. I was like, really, like all that hard work, like really? Yeah. Mom- when someone may try and make you feel like uh-huh. you're not good enough like what you're doing because mm-hmm. I was straight out of campus and I was not trained in public relations you know I oh, did a big yeah. in finance <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know so I'm like okay maybe it's because I'm not as qualified or didn't study mm-hmm. but the thing is I know that, that actually takes me to the next point i was about to ask you that as well like um in the sense that you you feel like sometimes imposter syndrome presents itself uh you know we are all about awareness here i'm trying to also be able to help people understand it be aware when this doubt happens what could be causing it what's the trigger so sometimes you think it can present itself uh you know um when you're trying to pursue your passion and career and most of the times your passion and career is not what you had actually studied in school so for example you did become and then here you are trying to be in public relations and then now media and then you're trying to start a consultancy in leadership you know things like that uh do you think the reason we doubt ourselves maybe would be because of that sometimes what we study you know is not what we end up doing <laughs> Yeah, and, and you start yeah. doubting yourself and you feel like nah, maybe I'm not so qualified for this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that question. I think for me it was more of um, it was more sometimes some of these things start from a younger age. You may have some slight insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be an insecurity in any way. Uh, maybe someone told you. Mm-hmm. you're not good enough or you went through something in high school or something mm-hmm. um and that manifests itself as you adult um as you try and figure out your your way in this world and find your voice um and looking back i think at some point i lost my voice and that was more not even because of um let's say career challenges <clears throat> maybe you dated someone who uh, made your confidence go down so that happened for me uh when i was um you know in my early 20s um and i didn't realize that some of the statements that sometimes you know you have to forget them but some of the statements you were told like mm-hmm. what <laughs> i was like why would you tell someone someone something like that you know mm-hmm. um and it it hurts your confidence and it actually makes you think like am i am i worthy am i even strong enough am i yeah. even mm-hmm. oh you ask yourself all those questions yeah. um and for me from that experience um going into my next relationship thereafter i was very clear that I would make my identity based on me based on my relationship with God right mm-hmm. um and I think for me that has been 
a growth place for me in terms of where do I get my confidence from? Mm-hmm. Um, because we rely on other people. Other, mm-hmm. other people, their opinions will always change. One day someone thinks you're awesome. The next day they think you're, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're incompetent. It's, it really doesn't matter, you know. It's, yeah. So what matters is that you mm-hmm. are very self-aware the sense yeah. that you know what this is my capability and if i don't know i can start again you know yeah. i can figure it out i can learn um and it doesn't mean i have to be perfect in the beginning but at yeah. least i'm willing to try and i'm willing to learn mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly so another question that i have i have to be a bit controversial definitely and i want mm-hmm. to ask the viewers you know if they have at any point uh, just give me a minute yeah if they had have at any point um been uh, if they have any questions actually they can keep asking on the chats please do please do as much mm-hmm. but meanwhile i have to be a bit controversial you mentioned relationships and now i can't skip that subject <laughs> you know uh because Girl. Um, Why I have to, I have to, and I'm sure the viewers will also be keen to know like, what, what, you know, uh, I read this and I was like, this, I must ask Vanessa, it's quite controversial. I read that on relationships, yeah, relationships, uh, imposter syndrome is a good thing in some magnitude. Okay, okay so like mm-hmm. at a certain level, I wanted to also ask that, you know, in relationships apparently, um having uh, some certain level of imposter syndrome on both parties is required i laugh at this because apparently when the the lady feels like this guy is out of my league and the guy feels like this lady is out of my league apparently they'll keep working together uh in the sense of saying we have to stick together because how did i get so lucky and they'll try as much to impress this guy I want I want to what you think about that statement. <laughs> I I don't agree with that statement at all. I believe um that you should be whole as a person. Mm-hmm. And you should know and understand the value you bring and also mm-hmm. know and understand the value the other person brings, right? Yes. Yeah. So going in um mm-hmm. you love this person, you're growing with this person but you have boundaries as to yeah. how far you can go with certain things mm-hmm. um and that person has those boundaries as well yes um, and i think it's important for both of you to understand mm-hmm. the value that you bring um i'd rather be someone who understands the value of what he's bringing um and understands the value i am bringing um and i want to be with a guy who i'm like this is an awesome human being and not think like oh he's so out of my league you know i'm like i deserve an amazing person <laughs> like you know and he deserves yeah. an amazing person as well um so i don't agree with that i think that having two whole people really matters yeah I love that and I knew you'd bring some sanity to that question that's why I asked it <laughs> because a lot of this kind of advice is needed in our relationships and our friendships and 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 the the idea that sometimes you doubt yourself in things you know that are so fundamental in your life you have to have 
um an inward outward experience you know and you feel like uh when there's the voice of reason basically let me say like that you know when somebody says things like this you're helping somebody's life so that's great so i want to i want to start closing because i don't want this lives to always be taking so long people are just like nah you know but then i if people have any questions you know they're welcome to join in and ask and i'll be able to ask vanessa but meanwhile i want you to just say you know um how you can uh, you know you can um address imposter syndrome how do, how can somebody cope when they're going through these feelings of doubt um maybe they're holding back right now you know in many things and they want to move forward or uh you know they are negatively speaking to themselves you know that negative self talk a lot how does somebody address all this negative self talk to work on imposter syndrome first you need to check your environment right so who is speaking into you what is speaking into you so your youtube videos your podcast uh what you listen to whether it's radio um who you live with your friends your family uh who are the people who are speaking into your life so you need to check your environment such that you have positive energy coming into your space secondly how you to yourself right so you need to have words of affirmation so i was telling you i dressing in my in my room on top of my dressing table i have words of affirmation right so even on a day when i'm feeling low i'm feeling like i can't be able to i look at those words and i and i try to remind myself of those words that i am capable that i am worthy right because sometimes you make up these things that make you feel like you're not worthy enough for certain promotions or pursuing a certain thing right mm-hmm. um and you need to remind yourself no you have to put yourself out there right to to have a good result yeah, yeah. okay and uh, the third thing is to just try whatever it is that you're afraid of doing or afraid of trying go ahead and do it anyway mm-hmm. um and look at what's trying more or, yes. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen and look at trying as more of a learning experience so if someone here today wants to start a podcast do your first episode even if it's just you talking and there's a topic you feel like talking about share it with your circle of influence Mm-hmm. and make five ten people there you have ten listens and then from there you grow mm-hmm. like don't wait perfect yeah yeah okay there's a question that has just come up from nyambura hi nyambura hi monica so uh the question is how often do you update your words of affirmation um so mine are constant i've not changed them I remember when I was putting them down because I I printed them on a paper and I've actually put them on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh it's the same ones I've had I think for over a year now. Mhm. So you updated yearly or or so mine just, you just started doing it, you know, once you realized that wow, 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 I think I'm suffering from some self-doubt sometimes, you know, once in a while you just look at them from this year yeah, or some, something that you did before. As I as I developed my leadership program Mm-hmm. it really helps um as you're going through self awareness you really need to identify how you speak to yourself mm-hmm. the way you love others is also how you start loving yourself mm-hmm. and i struggled with that so i'm a giver 
So I'll make sure everyone else is taken care of, sorted. But by the time it would come to me, I would be, oh, have no energy. Mm. <laughs> and I said that that's an imbalance because yeah. then you feel like you're not enough. Are, are you worthy? You know, and, and those are experiences I was telling you about. Even from relationships, you learn. You give so much, and then you're like, you have someone telling you some things, and you're like, what? From where? how you know um and then i realized you know what i have to be my first best friend and yeah. so so um i keep the words the same and for me my affirmation was are i am loved and that i know i am loved by god first and i'm loved by my family at least right and i just looking at them as you speak because i saw you looking at yes <laughs> yes okay yeah. Yeah. right Yeah. Yes. Um, and 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 friends and friends you will not have like a, a a huge amount but you know that there are those friends who they are consistent right yeah and then i am beautiful so on days when you're not feeling beautiful on days when you see chicks who are prettier than you eh they are fly and you're like wah 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 you know you just like okay let me just go with my natural self <laughs> and just work with the magic we have eh mm-hmm. uh, and then i am blessed so on those days when i'm feeling like i need more or i'm not having enough or things are not working out the way i want them to work out i remember that i have a place to sleep i have food to eat mm-hmm. um i have a family i have my parents with me i have my siblings I have good friends. I have my health. Um so I remind myself of those things, yeah? Mm-hmm. And then I am favored. This is a big one because a lot of the times this is where imposter syndrome came for me because sometimes you feel like hey there are always other people getting these blessings. Eh? Yeah. Some people like in one shot they like, you know? Yeah, okay, I get you. Yeah, I remember like when i when i left campus and everyone was applying for jobs right mm-hmm. so my first job i told you it was in public relations it was really yeah. nice great exposure we used to hang out in always fancy places i mean because our events would be at campinski you know all these hotels serena so that's where you're spending your time but your salary is horrible mm-hmm. <laughs> and I then you have to that i remember <laughs> you have to move campus and they're making 150k on their first job you know yeah 100 job and you're like god is there something i need to do right like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like i'm here like this salary i have is just for paying for expenses there's no even yeah. like saving <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, um so uh for me that was that was um something i carried and i used to think like maybe there's something i'm not doing enough and i'm like i did everything in campus like my grades were good my you know i was extracurricular activities you know you just made sure you had the right balance of everything and i'm like i made my cv so good everything like why isn't it working out the way it should be or how i did like don't these organizations know me <laughs> you know like yeah. what what um so i had a bit of insecurity there um so by the time i actually now got into a good um 
uh, a bigger organization with better benefits um i i needed to know that you know what i also i deserve this you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah so yeah. one thing is i myself i am favored yeah um i love all the good things um yeah because yeah, sometimes you can uh-huh. try yourself okay okay, okay. So I don't yeah. want to cut you short. I know, you know, the live thing, we have to uh, make sure we don't, you know, uh, conflict. Oh, right. But then, yeah. So I, I had another question has come in from Neema. Oh my God, Neema. Hi. Uh, so how can I help my younger siblings and others who can, who now look up to me, avoid or steer away from the imposter syndrome? Oh, wow. Um, first thing, be their biggest cheerleader right um create a space where your siblings uh feel open with you such that if they want to try something they would come and um seek your opinion and when they come the first thing is you want to do that are you sure yeah, i know it just was there you you were able to <laughs> that so true. yeah yeah you know that kind of thing yeah um, listen first and be like that's what you want to do Okay. Um are you sure? Okay. So what do you need? Give them the space and the room to try and be there even if it doesn't work out and have conversations with them on the lessons learned. Um and of course you you have to use wisdom on what it is that they want to do to do. Mm-hmm. Um but be the biggest cheerleader because uh-huh. I realized that even with my own with my youngest brother who's uh, very much into Yeah. and um you know before he got like now a proper coach i used to go on sundays with him to some mm-hmm. track and even though my training was like it was useless really yeah <laughs> so, uh, i used to, i could train because i used to run um but um i think just showing that i believed in him and taking the time to support him gave him the confidence to keep trying and keep wanting to do more. Yeah. Okay, that's sweet. Nema, I hope she's answered your question well because I actually have seen that yeah, cheerleading, I am a last born and uh usually I my siblings and my parents are the biggest cheerleaders I have. Like they come through. And from that is I I put away my doubt. Starting women today of course was never easy. um if you've known me from high school primary i never was that person who would come out and want to you know lead and you know these things but growing up and i talk about my vision to my family and they're the first people to say you can do it yeah yeah you can do it and then they're always cheering me on things go wrong they're just like don't worry it actually helps a big deal and it's good to you know have that space where um you're able to be open enough that your younger siblings who now look up to you also feel like you're also their mentor and they can talk to you they talk to you about what's going on in their life without fear of you know shame and and ridicule and you know that just be their biggest cheerleader it helps um any other questions because i'm seeing time is moving and this conversation is very interesting <laughs> jean i see you uh this conversation is very interesting and um uh i do really want to stop it there so maybe we might have another part 2 3 sometime later if you all find it interesting because this is something that 
you know, it doesn't just come once. It's imposter syndrome is not just, oh, I've experienced it today and then never had it for the rest of my life. No, in fact, the higher you go, the hotter it gets. The more successful you get, the more you doubt yourself. Wow. We have people, like I was reading online and there are people like Michelle Obama. I'm like, girl, she, she ha she's talking to people to you know, to fight imposter syndrome and she's fought it all her life. Uh, there's this, there's uh, who? I read, I read this Einstein guy and and many writers there's so many people out there who talk about imposter syndrome and they're celebrities and if you look at the books they have written their ideas they have such phenomenal you know things but then the higher you go the hotter you you, you doubt yourself a lot and you feel like one day guys will just say there they, there they are proud just for what they said you know and and they're fake and they're not true and maybe they're not the experts but it could be that you're not an expert now but as Vanessa has said, just start it anyway. You become an expert as you grow and continue. So this topic is wide and it's it it's something that needs, you know, a constant reminder conversation. And I don't know, Vanessa, if you have anything else to say before we close, but oh sorry, I wanted to say, but if you feel like really you're struggling with a lot, uh, this is not psychological class, so we're trying we're not trying to uh, you know, uh get into the minds of people and you know, um you know what I mean. Uh, what I'd advise is maybe seek medical help or a professional assistance. If you feel like you really struggled, you've tried everything written in the books, you've tried everything you've Googled, you have talked yourself out of, you have written down, had a words of affirmation, you have, if you've done all these things and you keep feel like, feeling like you're struggling so much, you know, with self-doubt and negative self-talk, please, please, I, I, I beg you to seek professional help um, and you'll be okay. You'll be okay. You'll really be okay. So Vanessa, maybe there's something you want to say as we wind up. Um, I think for me, it's just to encourage anyone out there that you are enough. Um, a lot of the times, maybe things we've experienced or people who have spoken into our lives have made us feel that we're not enough. And I want to challenge anyone out there is to find strength within yourself. Mm. Um, and it's one thing I learned through my healing journey. I, I, I realized that as much as everyone can, you can have cheerleaders, like I was saying, it's for you to pull yourself out of a pit, right? It's for you to actually get up in the morning and say, you know what, even if I don't feel like getting out of bed today, I'm going to get out. I'm going to go get some sun. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go smile, you know, mm -hmm. um, and to encourage you to speak to yourself well and to remove yourself from places that make you doubt yourself. And that could be people, that could be things you watch, just your environment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. To challenge you to believe in yourself, believe in your capabilities. Um, millennial generation, we are actually a generation that have been raised to believe in a lot, right? Mm -hmm. To believe in, in ourselves, in changing the world and all that, yeah? Um, but to take it seriously, and that idea you've been thinking about, that movement you want to start, uh, but you're feeling a bit shy because of what other people will say or think, don't worry. You know, people will always have opinions, but at the end of the day, they go and sleep in their houses, do their thing. And you you have to deal with the peace you have to sleep with at night, right? So if you want that peace, 
do do your part and let god do the rest mm-hmm. that's beautiful yeah. thank you so thank you so so much vanessa thank you so much for being part of uh women today show uh, apparently it's supposed to be a wednesday women wednesday live but then yeah it's still very beautiful a good conversation <laughs> So yeah to viewers, please remember to check out her podcast the african millennium podcast i'm sure you'd leave it you know feeling fulfilled and happy and just you know encouraged you know to move forward in this journey called life so um and then also uh just want to remind you all to tune in again next wednesday and if this conversation was very useful for you or to you would like to know about that so you can if if dm if you need to get in touch with vanessa because she also does a lot of leadership and mentorship coaching uh you can reach out to her you can also reach out to me and I'll direct you to her and yeah so remember to stay tuned for next wednesday i look forward to seeing you all here i'll have another guest speaker uh and another conversation uh but i'll be happy to host you all here and let's just talk let's grow let's learn let's be inspired let's move forward and let's just um take a day at a time and i'm always telling you all to own your journey the ups the downs everything it's beautiful uh the journey that's the beauty of life so thank you 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 uh thank you for having me time, you're welcome vanessa and thank you everyone joined in today it was yes. great it was great thank you for listening in today and remember you can be able to catch an african millennial podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast and Castbox. Until next time, see you. How are you doing today? No really, how are you doing? So today it's quite simple and light and I just wanted to talk about self checking do you check in with yourself and and check where your emotions are where you are mentally where you are spiritually where you are physically and just see where you're at you know there's someone who actually gave a good piece of advice i don't know where I, was, i think i watched it on instagram and they were saying um when they wake up in the morning and they just want to gauge where they're at they ask themselves how am i doing so you use your name so like for me how am i doing today vanessa how are you vanessa so for you how are you doing right how are you doing physically emotionally mentally spiritually financially those are questions that we need to constantly think about because all of them are important So one of the things physically for me that helps is my exercise which I do daily walks. I just take maybe 15 to 20 minutes um depending on how tired I am but I try to be as active as I can. Um nothing too intense. And one thing I've learned is to take it a step at a time. not to rush it and not to overwhelm you know not everyone is made for crossfit <laughs> um and listen to your body so apart from exercise what are you feeding your body 
right? What are you putting into your body? Because those could be good things and that can also be toxins. Um, our body is our temple, quite literally. So if you feed it stuff or put stuff into it that is not good for it or does not suit the body, you will get a reaction. So are you listening to how your body reacts when you take things in, right? Mentally, how are you doing? Are you adding knowledge or are you just relying on knowledge from five to years ago? <laughs> are we stimulating the mind? So there's something that fascinates me about the right brain and the left brain. Um, so I did a, med uh, a personality test um, in one of the places I used to work. And it said that I'm 50% emotional, 50% logical. So it's interesting. Um, two ways I try and stimulate my mind. So I know if I want to get really creative, which is the right side of the brain. Yes, it's the right side of the brain. Yes, <laughs> it's the right side. Sorry, guys. It's the right side of the brain. And that for me would be when I want to cook, when I want to bake, um, when I'm writing, um, when I'm painting. Uh, though I don't paint as often as I should. Um, or when I just randomly scribble something, it's great. And for my left side of the brain, I play Sudoku for fun, right? So how are you stimulating yourself mentally? Uh, what are you doing to just cultivate it and, and reading books um, just to learn and see from others? What, what, what's feeding your curiosity, right? Or articles, whatever it is, right? And then spiritually. So for me, this has been a journey. What are you doing for yourself spiritually? Um, and that could be simply as simple as reading the Bible or I, whatever other religion you are, whatever your book is, whether it's the Quran or the Gita, are you reading that to feed yourself, right? Um, and uh, what else? <laughs> Guys, <laughs> So community is also really important. Um, when I started uh, getting deeper in this, I remember when I got baptized in June 2019, I started the journey quietly, introspectively in getting close with God and growing from there. But then now it got to a place where I needed community um, so I tried a few Bible studies um, and, you know, you just see the vibe if you fit in and things like that. So finding community is really important. It doesn't mean you have to find something so formal, but it could even be a friend or two who you come together and just talk about these things and talk about um, the struggles you face in spiritually. You know, one day you're good, another day you go sin again and then another day you come back. You know, community really, really helps. And also acquiring prayer partners and people to pray for you goes a long way because it makes you feel that you're not in this journey alone. And 
that's something to think of, right? And then emotionally, how are you doing emotionally? How are you processing your emotions? Whether it's happiness, joy, sadness, how are you processing them, right? So one way I enjoy processing uh, my emotions is crying, right? I know when I'm feeling a type of way and I just need to let it out, it's my way of processing. So I'll release it. And then once that is done, I feel much better. Another way is writing, right? Are you writing your emotions or writing what you're thinking about? Having a little journal um, for you to be able to note down all the things um, that you need to do, right? So what are you doing to stimulate your emotions or process them and and just help yourself release any negative emotions um, that you could be holding in, right? And you know one thing is if we keep our emotions in, they actually can reflect in your body, right? So if we're stressed, if we're anxious, so many other emotions you could be going through and you'll be like, well, I'm feeling a bit off or I have headaches or <clears throat> I can't sleep or there's just so many things that happen, right? So what are you doing to stimulate, to support yourself emotionally? And that can also mean going outside for help. And that could be getting um, some therapy and therapy is really good. It helps you process and articulate your emotions, right? And I've, I appreciate it, you know, before I'd be like, what, why do I need to talk to an outsider? Um, but it goes a long way. So if you have the chance, you can be able to get some therapy or download a wellness app right that you can just be able to check in on and check in with your emotions right and financially so what are you doing that's cultivating you financially right so are you spending more than you're earning or are you saving right and not just saving investing right so for me the four key things i look in when i do get some income is um, my tithing and there's a beauty in tithing i used to be really uh, not serious about tithing um and i was like whatever and then you feel like ah oh, really do i need to give 10 percent um but imagine how much that goes into god's kingdom and that put, uh, that comes back to you right then the next thing is your investments where are you putting your investments um, and, and something that will generate income for you, right? And then some for savings as well, right? Um, generally, savings are good for a rainy day, um, but I'm big on putting a bigger portion into investments because that's what actually grows your assets. And then then you have your spending money. Obviously, you want to have a good time, have a good time with family and friends and all the people around you and buy nice things and do nice things. So you need a bit of that self-love as well. So how are you taking care of yourself financially um, and working around everything in your life? And those five things coming together, guys, 
once you're able to put them together and do a self-check. How are you doing? How are you doing? And you know what? It doesn't have to be all at once. There's pressure to like have it all together, but it can be a step at a time. It can be like, you know what, in this season, I need to be serious about getting physically well. So this season, this month, it's just about getting it right physically. Then once you're able to master that, move to the next thing. It doesn't mean that you have to do everything together because you know what, you might even lose attention and focus and feel overwhelmed, right? So how are you doing? How are you really doing? I hope you're doing well. And I hope this episode has been insightful. And remember, check in on yourself. All right. From me to you. Until next time. Bye.